man. <laughs> Excuse me. So we uh Danger and I are in person. Luke is Luke is remote. He yep. hasn't gotten a COVID remote. shot yet. So we gotta keep him at arm's length. That's how I prefer to keep Luke at most times. Yeah, well that that has nothing to do with the shot. I'm just trying to give an excuse. Okay. Um Yeah, yeah. Actually yeah. we don't care if Luke gets a shot or not, he's still my friend. Um Thank you. Tonight's episode of Is Four, we're gonna talk about the letter I. 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 There's One of the hardest I. letters. One of the hardest letters to come up with something for. I racked my brain for a week. And finally, it just hit me last night when I was watching old school Star Trek. Not track. Track. Yes. Okay. Not, it's not on a track. <laughs> it is on a trek. <laughs> it's on a journey. Right. Get a dictionary. <laughs> Use Google. It's huh. free. So, we're talking about indestructibles. Yes. All right. Not not the comic indestructibles, which is a bit more more obscure. Yes, we're talking about I'm... main characters or any character in any film, any television show. All right, that just can't seem to stay dead. Ever. I mean, it's like in Star Trek when John Luke Picard, probably the next generation now, right, becomes a Borg, right. That's the end. The entire series. Oh my God! The board is gonna assimilate you, and then you're gone forever. And then all of a sudden, he's like, da, da, da. "In my opinion, the Borg are some of the most terrifying villains." Hold on, Luke, stop typing yes. so much. No, no, stop typing so okay. much. It's just all over the place. I don't hear him typing. Oh, I hear it all in my ears. I'm typing. Okay, well, go ahead. I, I won't touch the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use a touch screen. Type slower. <laughs> so, Star Trek has one of the biggest, I don't want to say mysteries, but people have figured this out over the years. So it's like this indestructible thing. James T. Kirk could not die. Spock could not die. They had to bring Spock back. Mm -hmm. Dr. McCoy. Didn't die. Scotty. Didn't die. Right? Some of the Ahura uh, uh, never died. Right? Anyone that wore a red shirt died. I think that was that was that producer's way of saying people are going to die and stay dead. But, but then they gave the uh, the command staff red shirts in next generation. They most certainly Riker. You know Riker's got a red as a red shirt. No, and it's like he didn't die. So they're trying to like break that myth now. But back in the day, for the beginning of like the Star Trek series with uh, William Shatner, yeah, nobody died except red shirt people. Well, I mean, that leads me to uh, to the thought that every sci-fi show that really is a big deal, mm -hmm. you know, or show or movie, has something that comes out of it. Like I do, I do know that the red shirt dies. It was a thing, mm -hmm. and then in Star Wars, it was stormtroopers can't hit anything, you know. So it's like they all have a uh, a trope that comes from them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we're talking about the indestructibles, right? So. Think of a think of a movie, a main character in a movie that just can't seem to die and stay dead. Okay, I can think of uh, quite a few. Quite, quite a few, right? What's a, what, what's some examples? Um, well, Superman. All right, yeah, 
Yep, Superman. But the <laughs> Superman actually hits on two different things. So when you want to talk about the indestructibles, do you want to talk about those that can't die? Or do you want to talk about the, you know, the character that gets kicked across like a, a football field and smashes into a wall and cracks the wall and then gets up and walks away from it? But that's not being indestructible. But it is because that character definitely would have splattered on the wall, which nobody wants to see Batman splatter on a wall, maybe. I, okay. I, I agree, but like Superman, right? Batman, in, in the comic books, right? How does Batman kill Superman? Uh, I believe it's kryptonite. Kryptonite brass knuckles, yeah. right? Beat the crap out of Superman with brass knuckles. Superman dies. Superman comes back. Enter Doomsday. Doomsday kills Superman. Superman comes back. It's like... But not before Shaq, Superman. Oh, my God. Steel? Ah, oh, kill me. But, you have finally mentioned the movie I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... It, it's, it's just... I'm getting, I, I started researching all these indestructible characters in, like, in like TV and in movies and, and, and in comics as well. I mean, it's like, think about it. Wolverine, everyone used to think Wolverine was an indestructible character. Right. How does he finally end up dying? Anybody know? Oh, it was in the 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 actual death of Wolverine happened in the Old Man Logan storyline. Um, but then, I, I know you're going to talk about when they brought him back, and that was when they relaunched the comic line altogether. So, in Old Man Logan, he ends up going back to the Weapon X facility... <laughs> And he ends up getting uh, adamantium dumped on him. Yes. And then he goes outside and he looks at the sunset as it cools. Done. Right? Too easy. Perfect ending to the book series or the comic book series, in my opinion. And then they're like, back. Can't stay dead now. Well, it's because when, after they killed him, they actually relaunched Marvel. Yeah, no, but it just goes into making them indestructible. Uh, Optimus Prime's another good example. Yeah. Are we talking about things that you know now, Luke? Do you know about Transformers? Yeah, a little bit. Um, the the character that kept coming to my mind was Deadpool because he's pretty much, you know, you like yeah, yeah. You cut him in half and his legs grow back. Um, you he, cut his arms he, off and his arms grow back. So. I believe at one point he actually grew back from a bit of brain tissue. Mm-hmm. But, That's that sounds totally likely. But in Deadpool two, they found the way for him to die by canceling mm. out his regenerative abilities. I don't know if you've seen Deadpool two yet. I have. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, spoiler. Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. Uh huh. But I think what it ultimately boils down to is Money. making sure. Well, yes, but making sure you get enough mileage out of a character before you end it, end it. Because if you end it, end it, you're not going to have the opportunity to bring that character back for anything. Like, for example, I, I think Marvel, uh, when it comes to these kind of, you know, movies and characters, I think they're kind of the, the granddaddies of them all. And, uh, you know, at the end of the last uh, Avengers movie, certain characters are done, done. Mm -hmm. Now, they've given themselves an opportunity that the way it sort of went down, 
they could theoretically bring back just about anybody they wanted to. Um, you know, I just I just uh, finished watching WandaVision, and uh, great series. you I know, seen it yet? Haven't really good. I thought it was spectacular. It, no, I won't. But a lot of the stuff that I heard people complaining about, uh, essentially within the first two or three episodes, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Um, but, but you know, they don't. You don't want to get rid of a character that you can spin off another series from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. They could have very easily killed Deadpool at the end of Deadpool 2 if they didn't think, well, we still need to do Deadpool 3 and we need to get him in the MCU and we need to, you know, milk this guy for all it's worth. <laughs> well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, but I mean, it's like, think of, think of Iron Man, right? Mm-hmm. Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. right? And then Avengers, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron was yep. interesting. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's, it's a little late. All, all my Avenger movies are coming together in-game. He oh, yeah. Played, I'll sort of bleed into one. Yeah, well, and then and then even Spider-Man. He played, I believe Robert Engineer Jr. played Iron Man nine times. Yeah. And then he said, I'm done. Now, you can't make another Iron Man character without, in, in a movie, without Robert Downey Jr. Right. You can't. I would never watch it. Well, they did relaunch uh, who Iron Man is <clears throat> in the comics, and he's not. And well, it's actually a little girl. It's not Tony Stark. Mm. So, I mean, it's possible they can do it, but it's gonna. But you can't have another Tony Stark. Yeah, without. absolutely. Now, can you have another Bruce Wayne? Probably. They'll keep making Bruce Wayne's. Yeah. Yeah. It's rich. Um. But I mean, it just le- leads to. I stopped watching. The Iron Man movies after the second one, right? Because to me, Tony Stark became indestructible, right? His suit fails, he crashes to Earth, all this other kind of crap. And it, even in the Avengers movie, when he like goes up into space and launches the nuke into space, and I'm like, you know what? That's a hell of a way to go out. And then he lives. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Well, see, there is a. Uh... There is a part in the Avengers movie with the indestructible part of Tony Stark that uh, that gets me. So you we've seen we've seen Iron Man fall from enormous heights, just great heights, mm-hmm. and fall and stumble and come out with some scratches on his face. We saw in the I think it was the second Avengers movie, the Civil or not it was in a Captain America Civil War, I believe. Didn't watch that one. Where okay, where. That's uh, that's probably in the top five. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a really good one. It really is good. But in the movie, um, and I don't care about spoiling it for you. Um, so Rhodey, his you know his right arm man, falls from a height that is pretty similar, probably not as high as Iron Man has, and shatters his spine. <laughs> and so then he's seen late in later movies walk around with a prosthesis on his legs to, to help him walk. Yeah. But to me, that just shows that we would rather have the big hero Uh get up and walk away than have a minor character get up and walk away. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like Thor, right? Really love Thor. 
great movie. I love the first one. The second one, uh, the second one was hot. It wasn't great, but I mean, most most people consider the second Thor, uh, the Dark World, um, kind of bottom of the barrel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, it, it is, but if I had to choose between watching the remake of Cats and Dark World, <laughs> I'd pick Dark World. Yeah, I would too. A, a bad the, the Dark World has a lot less cat buttholes in it. Uh, a bad Marvel movie is still better than a lot of other stuff out there. <laughs> that's that's for sure. That's true. So, and then and then when Ragnarok came out, yeah, right, good movie. One of my favorites. And it, and, it, and it stripped away his I'm indestructible. Yeah. Because he lost his eye. Mm -hmm. He lost his hammer. He damn near died. Welcome to the Marvel Podcast, everybody. I know, right? It's just, it's just you know, he's indestructible. And then, same thing with, like, Captain America. Captain America is the same one. When, when, which one? Winter Soldier? That was a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Winter Soldier, when they like fall from all that height and they like smash into the glass thing, and him and Bucky are like, number one, Bucky's arm, he beats the crap out of things, metal, concrete, it doesn't matter. He destroys them with like the, the greatest of ease, but yet Captain America can take a clean cut across the face and be like, you deal, my friend, Bucky, and his jaw should be hanging down, his tongue not working. Which actually, in the. Uh... The Civil War comics, there's a scene where um, Iron Man and and Captain America go up against each other, like there is in the movie. But the comics are. Did we lose baby up there? Yes. I don't know what happened. You froze and I couldn't hear you. I don't know what happened. That's all right. You didn't miss much. Anyways, welcome back. So there's a scene where where Captain America and uh, and Iron Man go up against each other, and you actually see Captain America like like hobbling back to the base and his jaw is hanging off you know his he's in bad shape and his um you know the healing factor thing kicks in you know with being a super soldier yeah. and he repairs quicker but you know so it's like in the comics they explore a little bit more of the broken bones and whatnot than they it do just, in the movies. It, it just baffles me and you know and, and we're gonna make a jump from mcu to another universe that has like nine movies 10, I think, if you count the one that he wasn't in until the very end. You know what we're talking about here? Um, Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm all for it. Actually, the Fast and Furious movies are a guilty pleasure of mine. They're okay. I saw the first one. So That's why I never saw any of the other ones. <laughs> oh, I, I, I secretly love them. Actually, it's not a secret. Hey, that's... It's on record. No, that's cool. It's like, it's it's like the end of it's like the 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 end of the first Fast and Furious. He rolls his well, number one. He shifts through like thirteen gears driving his car, which doesn't exist. Okay. Well, in a, in a tractor trailer. <laughs> but he wasn't driving a tractor. He wasn't. All right, and and then he rolls it how many times? Like like seven, eight, nine, ten times. I think it actually held the record for the most car flips up until um, a James Bond movie. Uh, not Skyfall. <laughs> that, but Casino uh, Royale. So, and then he gets out and he's like, my arm, and he's okay. You're in a death trap with no airbags rolled ten times. You're not okay. And then he just gets in the car, a manual transmission car with a bummed arm, 
trying to shift gears with a busted arm? No, Timmy, it's not how that works. Well, his name wasn't Timmy. It was definitely. <laughs> well, so so tell me this. Are you suggesting that you would like these films to be a little more realistic, like to show a little bit more of, you know, what actually happens? Or I'm not saying it'd be all graphic and gory and everything. Not that that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. You could still continue to Fast and the Furious franchise. If Paul Walker walked up and was like, ah, and got in his car and drove away. Well, it's going to be hard for Paul Walker to walk up anywhere now. I said during the original, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But no, I'm not saying be 100% more serious, but I mean, Vin Diesel's <laughs> a decent actor, but mm-hmm. let's just be honest, like nobody it. went to watch those movies to see Vin Diesel. So you're saying that the Fast and Furious like saga would have been better if after Dominic Toretto flipped the car a bunch of times, he rolled out with like a bone sticking out of his arm, and Paul Walker walks up to him and goes, "Ooh!" and gets in his car and drives away unless the police take him. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the, the, then we wouldn't have had eight other movies. <laughs> and that would have been okay. Nine, if you include. Yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been that fine. That would have been okay. The only reason why people went, and I'm gonna be honest, like after the first one, uh, people were like, "People, were like, hey, you gonna go see new Fast and Furious movies and see what cars they have?" They weren't talking about the people in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see what cars they have? They're gonna get me a Nissan Skyline. Where the hell do you see a Nissan Skyline at? Fast to, uh, too fast, too furious. Uh. Well, and that's and that's one of the things about um, some of the superhero movies too is I think people like like so I, I have not seen as many of the DC movies. I've seen pretty much all the Marvel movies. But I've only seen a couple of the DC movies. And one of the things that I kind of remember from the first Superman movies, Zack Snyder's Superman, was there was a lot of explosions. There was a lot of buildings being knocked down. There was a lot of that stuff. I can't tell you the name of anybody in it. I know Superman, but I, I don't I remember who the bad guy was. But I, like I with, know I only know because I did see the movie, and I know a good bit about the comics. But sure, but that's actually one of my biggest criticisms of that movie is that the action is over the top and not right. realistic enough. It's not grounded, and it's hard to say it's grounded when they're fighting in the air most of the time. You know, flying. But but for some reason, stuff. like yeah, but like when you go to those Marvel movies, you the fighting and the explosions and stuff are like cool, but you actually sort of care about the people like you actually care about the the actual characters and and their personalities a little bit I mean, more I mean, the the uh the justice league right i don't care which one it is right yeah so you watch the justice league the one uh oh ben affleck jason bad uh, yeah uh jason was it momoa is that his name jason momoa jason mimosa yeah <laughs> Lamoa, <laughs> um, he when they resurrect Superman, right? Batman gets his ass whooped, and it shows him getting his. And they actually have a scene where Diana, aka Wonder Woman, comes in and is like, 
you can't keep this up forever. And he's like got bruises and probably broken bones and shit. And he's like trying to take his shirt off. And he's like, yeah, I know. So it's like, it's that moment of clarity where they admit that man is not indestructible. Which that's one thing that I have appreciated they've done in the Batman movies. Um, the- yeah, I, I would. I was thinking the same thing in the the trilogy with Christian Bale. They they definitely make his his fragility part part of the storyline. Right, which I think is part of the Batman storyline overall. You know, where mm-hmm. he's not indestructible, but yet at the same time, I've taken a step off the back of a pickup truck and hurt myself really bad. Batman gets knocked through a wall and stands up and walks away. Sure, he's got a couple of bruises, but you never see the wind get knocked out of him. I mean, well, I look, Michael, I. Michael Keaton's Batman. The best Batman. When. Um, when Agreed. Agreed. Uh, was it Batman 2? Batman Returns. Batman Returns. He he like with the like, penguin Michelle and Catwoman. Yeah, where Michelle Pfeiffer like gouges him in the sides, and then he digs one out of his side. Yeah, and he digs end. one out of his side, and then they're making out on the couch, and it's like. And then she touches it, and he winces. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it shows. It, yeah. it shows a moment of of humanity where you know, you know, he's human. Which actually, I went back and watched that movie recently for the first time, and. I don't know how many years, and I caught something in that scene where they're making out on the couch where she goes to, like, starts to touch the scar that she gave him, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the blue mm-hmm. boots, um, and then he starts to go and touch hers, and she does the same thing, and it's before they actually touch them that they respond, and it's almost in a way of, like, if they discover this, they'll know who I am, yep. you know, sort of thing. And it's like, it kind of gave a different hmm. level to just just a sex scene in a movie. And it made it a lot more interesting once I kind of put it together. And it was, oh, wow, the adults were really attuned to some things when they saw this. I mean, mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just tired of seeing characters be so indestructible that it's not fun to watch the movies no more. I, I don't know. I, so, okay, if we look at John Wick. Okay. Okay, yes. A very skilled hand-to-hand combatant and very skilled at... At weaponry. Now, I also know that Keanu Reeves is very skilled at both of those things to a degree. You know, he learns the stunts mm-hmm. and whatnot. But within that movie, as indestructible as he is, he still takes a beating throughout the movie and you see it happen. Like, there's one part where he falls from a second story floor and hits just smacks on the floor. And you see him, like, stop and, like, you can tell he's hurt, but you tell he, gotta, he gets up and keeps walking. You can tell he's got to keep going. And he's hurt the whole time. And then I think it's the third one opens with him like limping through the street, mm-hmm. you know. So, and there's a really unrealistic part in the third one where a character falls and hits like ten things on the way down, eight stories, and, and is drawn into a sewer and is living. Which well, I mean, <laughs> what I enjoyed about seeing the John Wick movies, right? I don't consider John Wick to be indestructible, not not even invincible. No. Because it shows him wearing body armor. Yeah. Right? It shows him being hurt and then and then when he's hurt, he doesn't just magically feel better. Um like at the, at the end of the third one where he's fighting um the guy from Iron Chef America, I forget what his name is. Um he's already been hurt. I don't know the Iron Chef. Fight. The, the the guy the guy that plays on what the hell is his name? 
the, it's the Asian guy. Oh. The assassin. At the very end, where they're fighting with swords. Okay. Right? He's already been hurt. Yeah. And it's showing in his movements and how he portrays his character that he is hurt. So it's not just a he kills him and is done. It's a drawn out fight. And it's it's great. Yeah. No, it's, it, I, I think the John Wick movies are fantastic. So. I saw the first one. Cool. <laughs> so, what other characters come to mind when you talk about the indestructible? James T. Kirk. Okay. Luke? Uh, the one that keeps, I just keep thinking about Superman. I feel like <laughs> he, he could he can be killed by one thing and it's this odd little obscure thing that like he has no fear of on earth other than people going and getting it so yeah which i i don't i'm not a big fan of the overpowered superhero and to me he's the definition of that i'm not either and i'm going to uh i'm just going to spoil the new snyder cut of the justice league because there was a whole like i was on board for pretty much the whole movie as it being a comic book movie until superman really enters the scene as superman he comes in as a giant, like, an enormous axe is being swung down and stops it just on his shoulder. Like, just stands there, and it just pings on his shoulder. And then he's up in the air, and if you understand anything about physics, then this shouldn't make sense to you. He is in the air and punches something bigger than himself and doesn't move. (laughs) He doesn't move. Physics. (laughs) Wow, he got so worked up, he's coughing. Yeah. It just, just when I saw it, it was, why? You know, I take things yeah. with a grain of salt when I watch movies because it's like, it is movies, it's meant to entertain you. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be accurate, but when you're, when you're watching the movies and it's, you know, you know the person's going to be okay. Like, like at the end of Deadpool 1, I knew there was going to be a Deadpool 2, not because I sat through the credits. Yeah. Not because I sat through the end of the credits, but because... Mother effort can't die. No. <laughs> Granted, and go ahead. And it, it sort of it sort of can hurt the drama of the film if your protagonist doesn't have some kind of weakness. Right. If there if has, there is there no has to be something yeah. at stake. Right. And I feel like in these movies, it almost. The reason Deadpool works, I think, like especially the first one, is at no point did I think Deadpool was going to die. But I did think his girlfriend might die. Oh, absolutely. And so so you stay invested in that way. Sort of like, again, I hate to keep harping on it, but like the the Superman, the, the Zack Snyder Superman, like I did not care. Like there was nothing in there that that grounded it to make me feel like there were some kind of stakes. It was, right. I mean, Superman. He's not going to die. I mean, you know, whatever. Right. But like, especially with um, the Marvel films, especially when they start getting into the ensemble cast, like with the Avengers, and they all start kind of, you know, you've got twelve mainline superheroes in one film. It would not be shocking if one of them dies because there's enough there 
so the drama is still there. It's almost more so when there's more heroes around, yeah. you know. And and one thing that that I think Marvel does better than DC in a lot of ways is their characters are rooted in flaws. And if you think about it, a lot of Marvel's characters that helps me to stay grounded in having a stake in things, you know, there being a fear of something going wrong, is if you look at it, Iron Man, outside of his suit, could die. And they explored that in, in uh, Iron Man 3. As Tony mm-hmm. Stark can die. Spider-Man can die if shot or stabbed or something like that. You know, there are these characters in the universe that can get hurt in a way that really would change the game. And, you know, that's part of it for me. So, yes, they're indestructible because they are a cash cow and they are skilled at their stuff or whatever. But there is still a risk of death or dismemberment, not to be a insurance salesman. Mm-hmm. So that that for me is is what has kept me hanging on. Now, in the DC world, there are those characters, you know, uh, like Harley Quinn. If she were to get shot or stabbed or whatever, which the new Harley Quinn, I wouldn't mind if she did. But, um, you know, but then you do have other characters that are just so skilled they never get shot or stabbed. But you know. Um, Actually, in uh, in DC, there was a Robin that was killed by the Joker mm-hmm. at one point. He was bloodied. Yeah, to death, I remember that. Which uh, uh, I'll talk more about in the J for Joker. Ha. J for Joker. Uh, but in a yeah, he uh, was actually voted on by fans <laughs> how he was going to go. So <laughs> so anyway. So, yes, I, while I do understand the indestructible element of things, I do I do think that there is a, uh, a certain part of characters that can go, but I think it's more likely to happen in comic books than in movies ever. I mean, I just, I just want just a little bit of... I just want a little bit more of a realistic tone to some of these movies. You can still continue on a movie... By axing out your main characters. So you want to see like Tony Stark lose a leg and have one, one like leg come down as a projector. Whatever. Just a pogo stick of a fire. So I mean, not to reality. Tony Stark did die. Yeah, he did die. He did die, and I think that's great. That showed. I mean, if you weren't touched by the Tony Stark death scene, you have no heart. It was it was touching, but you know the fact that. Yeah, sure, his contract was up, even though I think for a little more money, uh, Rod Engineer would have come back again. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, I think it shows the balls of Marvel Studios to be able to, you know, kill off one of their major characters. And end one of their movies with killing off a bunch of their characters and not knowing if they're going to come back. Well, not to go from one nerd universe to another, but I think one that at least tries to go along with what you're saying is the star Wars franchise. Um, especially the original trilogy four, five and six, because, um, you know, at the end of, well, gosh, is it okay if I spoil the original star Wars trilogy? Come on now. I, I think uh, there's a, a spoiler, uh, after if it's been at least 30 years, 
Yeah, of all the things, I think most people know most of these by now. But like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, the first time I saw it, I didn't know that he was going to die. And I also didn't know that he was going to be able to speak to Luke using the Force. Uh, At the end of Empire Strikes Back with Han Solo and Carbonite and Luke losing his hand, like you feel like the stakes are really high. Like I didn't think Luke Skywalker was going to die in the first 20 minutes on Hoth. But at the very end where he confronts Vader and loses his hand, it's like there are like legit stakes there, you know? Um, So I I think that's another reason why, again, the laser swords and the spaceships going pew pew is cool, but it's the drama between the characters that makes you actually stay vested in, in what's going on. Alright, well, that's all the time we have for today. That is I. That is I. There is no I in team. There is. It's in the A. It's hidden in the A, yeah. But there Don't is... you hate it when it's hidden in the A? <laughs> oh. Here we go. Alright, so, I am Danger. I am Sarge. I am Baby Gator. Yes, you are. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Later, guys. Later.